You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. like some bad movie all right all right all right all right well hello there hi what are we all right what yeah yeah baby okay how are you doing oh i'm doing better than the movie we watched well (laughs) (laughs) welcome to movie sucktastic at least i think i am (laughs) i don't know about after watching this thing though Ah, need a drink before we even get started. Anyhow, but 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 why, Joey? But why? The, the trees and the branches and the rain. What? <laughs> <laughs> why? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, hey, hey, now. We'll, okay, we'll so, get to it. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> this is movie sucktastic. Oh, it's a shadow. I thought I done my shirt, and um. We're reviewing Oscar films, and this is the last two. Uh, this episode and the next one, we're almost done reviewing all of the Oscar Best Picture films. That is correct. And, that is correct. And and uh, this one is uh, the Father. The from Father. Two thousand twenty. And um, so you, you want to start, Joey? Sure. You got something to say? I actually, what I want to start out with is it's. It's aside from the film, very quickly. I don't know if you noticed uh, that Godzilla vs. Kong actually made real money at the box office. I, I, I saw a headline, that, that uh, a snarky headline that made me assume it made a lot of money. So, I mean, this, is, this film came out on March 31st, and mm-hmm. it, it actually came out on a Wednesday, which is March 31st, but then the weekend of, which was April 2nd through the 4th, um Easter weekend it actually made 31 million dollars domestically in this country uh which the the last time a movie made any kind of money like that was last March it was a, an entire year ago right before the pandemic shut everything down yeah um and I think it was onward made this, uh, that kind of money I believe that was like the the last one and then Sonic the Hedgehog the month before it's like the biggest movie of the year, because <laughs> it was like nothing else could be released. Now I will say, I am not surprised that Kong versus Godzilla did well, because I liked the last Kong film. I did too. And I liked the last Godzilla film. I did too. I, so, I really thought they were and this whole thing that they set up, like their own um, 
Well, they're trying uh, to do. Uh, they they're trying to do a monster verse. Yeah, so. like a gaiju gai, gaiju universe. Uh, sure. Gazuntite. <laughs> what do they call them? The, the giant monsters now? They call them ka, kaiju. I, I don't remember. All right. Don't ask. Don't ask me. Don't ask me to remember that because I don't. <laughs> but I, I just. I. Well, where I'm actually going with it is, I think very shortly, because Scott and I talked about doing the finger list again. We might actually be going in that direction. We might actually be doing that in the next like maybe two months. Because in the next two months, we're looking at June. And I've already seen a Fast and Furious 9 trailer. You know, we I already know that's going to make money, pandemic or not. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we're at a point where things are opening up enough where there's some revenue stream. And I, I don't even want to... Yeah, that's, that's all I got to say well, about Well, I mean, listen, it may never go back to the way it was, don't, ever. It may never. I said I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. So, but I want to uh, talk about the movie. Well, here, here's the thing: people may only want to risk their lives in the summer <laughs> to go to movies. Like that might be what we're looking at. Yeah, you yeah, know, so we're we're good. we're talking for our May through August. That's when you go and you pack your theaters because the numbers are always down. Even when the pand before a vaccine, the, the numbers were way down in the summer months. So, uh, you, you maybe. Three to four months out of the year is the only time movies will make money. Real money. I don't know. The Father. The Father. The Father. So th this, is, uh, this is a film that's nominated for Best Picture. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is nominated for Best Actor, which is completely deserved. There, There is... The man could be looking at an Oscar nomination. The guy is like in his early 80s. But he, he got the nomination. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, a win. <laughs> he may be looking at a win. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Hopkins walks away with Best Actor for this. No, no, no. I, I, he's my uh, favorite right now, uh, mainly because this film tore my soul out. Well, and like ate it in front of me. At the, the, the last ten minutes of this film destroyed me. I'll tell Just you what. Utterly, utterly. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, I knew that you said that last week briefly. Mm -hmm. Now, I I did not get that way watching okay. this, and I'm not saying that it won't happen, but it didn't happen to me. Oh, um, well, let me just briefly state that uh, this film is uh, up for best adapted screenplay. And is this a stage play? It's adapted from a stage play. Because it felt uh, like it. Mm -hmm. It 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 felt like it, and it. Uh, I I can so, I, I can see the stage play like I like I I can see it I can see so, it performed. So was Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So was um. I could have sworn. I'm iffy on one. But yeah, there's a few. The stage play, um, was that performed mainly in London? I don't know. I bet it was. I bet it was. Um, so anyway, Anthony Hopkins is going through 
either uh, some early, kind of early onset dementia, Alzheimer's, combination of the two, one or the other. He is starting to head down a road where he is losing his memory. He is not recognizing people. He is not recognizing himself in some instances. And I can be completely sympathetic for anyone that is going through something like this. Um, it's never affected me personally. Other things have. It's probably one of the reasons why, you know. Not that I, you remember. Not that I can remember. Uh, that I can, I can feel sympathetic for anyone that, that is. And this film, it will tug at the heartstrings, big time. Um, so, through throughout the film, it feels like to they do such an amazing job, and I don't think this is any kind of a spoiler, but they do such an amazing job to make you think. Uh, you get to see and feel basically what he is going through because of the way it is filmed and the way it is shown on screen. And there are moments that you even see twice because that's what's happening to him. Well, yeah. So, so what? What the it, the in the story or the you know the play uh, plays out where certain scenes happen again. There's different actors swapping roles, and so you're, you're just like the main character. You're left wondering which if any of these memories is the reliable one right you and know the, where is where's my grounding and the, the film doesn't really do it a hundred percent like you you kind of have a grounding who the real uh um, you, you absolutely do because if you look there are pictures like uh, you know on the wall or on his desk or by his bed and it's you could see those uh one is very clear where you can actually see it so you know who his his two real daughters are, right? And um, and we're not and we're we're not made privy to some of the some of the stuff that um, we're not shown all of all of the different realities either. Like you know, they, we we see the some of those scenes. We'll see the person they replace Olivia Coleman with, but. When his memories, like he, when he references memories, we have no idea which ones are fake and which ones are real. Right, right. I mean, that's a bit babbly of me. Um, and then also they go through, they do a really good job to make you feel and think, even if it's very brief, that everything that you're seeing is happening in like one day or a couple of days because even that's that, what he thinks is happening. But even that's disjointed because they're, you know, again, he's, you know, he'll be going through this whole day thing and all of a sudden someone's like it's 11 o'clock what are you doing so why are you in your pajamas says but uh you know he, he even even <clears throat> we even have that thing uh it, it's light it's dark there's no real concept of time because it's really right. breaking down you don't remember your you know. your whole life is just left to these snippets that you uh don't even can't even confirm anymore don't even know you know exactly you lose grip of any kind of um yeah, and it's Reality. it's it's really a juggernaut of a performance by Anthony Hopkins. Er, I mean, everything's very subdued. Oh yeah, um, it it's muted in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, um, especially because, like you said, the storylines they intersect, and it's what he what he thinks. He keeps talking about his flat. That is like that and his watch. 
are the two main things. Even near when he's at his worst, he reflects on the fact that he's still wearing his watch. And that is a positive thing. Because if he wasn't, it would have meant to him that he was completely gone. <clears throat> so it's little things like that. I don't know about the, the direct link, but... No, no, no. I'm talking about how his watch, to him, is almost like a lifeline. He keeps nearly, not every scene, but well, quite it, often it, in the film, he, it, his watch, his watch, his watch. And the fact that he's wearing it and that it's on him is almost like a safe place mentally for him. Like he, like I said, even at his worst, he's wearing his watch and he even makes notion to it. He goes, well, I'm wearing my watch. That's, that's, that's a good thing. Because to him, it means that he's not completely lost yet. You didn't think that? When- I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think the watch is as significant as you're making it. But everything you're saying is correct. I, I, just, I just don't lend that any more credence to any other aspect of him trying to get control of his surroundings. Uh, you know, the same things keep coming up over and over again. His, his daughter. Um, it may moving. not be the most important, but it's brought, the watch is brought up enough times for, for me to, feel, uh, to truly feel that it does have some significance. Well, yeah, just as much as the dead, again, just as much as everything else, the dead daughter, there's a lot of repetition in this. Right. Now, one thing I do want to point out is, remember we were talking, when we were earlier talking about Nomadland, and I was talking, and I I expressed my distaste with this kind of film, where, oh, we're going to draw attention to it by bringing in real people, and it's like a pseudo-documentary style, and it's something about that that's right with me. So this is a perfect example. You could take this idea of the father. Right. And you could film it like that. You could just make it as real as possible. You really could. But I challenge you that this is ten times more soul crushing. Oh. Because <laughs> it just it's like a purification. That's what art is. Art like distills into a moment of, of you know, a wider ob- subject or a wider tone. This whole this is like taking a hundred of those just uh Oh, here's a real person. Hi, how you doing? And it's just like, just no, no. Here's an experience of a of a life dying. Shulk. Oh shit. Yeah. You know, this gets my attention more. Again, like the topic. I never would have watched it for the topic, but no. having seen the film, this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying don't you know, don't just try to film reality. Give me a movie. Absolutely, absolutely. And or play, or play. You know, same I concept. would I would love to to have seen this as a stage play. Maybe, who knows? Maybe it was released um, in some way the, that you could watch it, even say on DVD or, or Blu-ray. I doubt it, but it's possible that it's out there. Maybe even due to the popularity of this film, it'll it'll uh, surface. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to. I would love to see it, and I would love well, to know where it was actually performed too. Yeah. So. It was. It's a great film. It's an uh, excellent film. It really yeah. is. And you know what? It's the shortest film of all the nominations, and it should be. It should be. It's an hour and thirty six minutes, and but to the credits, it it's probably about an hour and thirty one. So it for everything that it involves, everything that it gives you, uh, and then say takes away, it takes ninety minutes to do so. Um, this isn't a type of film 
that should be longer, I feel. I think if it was two hours or even longer, it would just, it wouldn't work. It would just be too long. I can guarantee you the stage play isn't more than 90 minutes. I, 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 I guarantee it. But uh, this is one of the best films that we are reviewing, uh, I, I feel. Uh, well, well, let's talk about it. Uh, what, what's it up for, nominated for? Uh, it's best Actor for Anthony Hopkins. Hands down. Best Actress in a Supporting Role for Olivia well, Coleman. Well, let's, see, let's see, hit each group real quick. Best okay. Actor. Yes. Anthony he wins? Well, who's he up against? He is up against Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Chaswick Bowman. No. Um, Gary Oldman for Mank. Steven Yoon for Minari. Now, they might go posthumously for Chadwick Boseman. They they yeah. really they really might. Not that it's not deserved. I haven't seen the film. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, Anthony Hopkins is the person to beat. He really Agreed. is he is the front runner. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, so then it's also nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Olivia Coleman, and she's up against Maria Baklova from the Borat sequel, which <laughs> this is one of those, it's an honor to be nominated. It's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> That's really what that is. She, she will be more prominently featured in other films, I'm sure, because of that. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, which I haven't seen, but you have, right? Yes. Okay. And she's also up for worst uh, supporting actress as a Razzie as well for the same so, film. Yeah. So very interesting. That's year. interesting. Amanda um, yeah. Seyfried for Mank. Um, right. And she was good in that. She was really good oh, yeah. in that. Oh yeah. And Yoo Jung Yoon for Minari, which uh, play uh, Stephen Yoon's uh, wife in that film. Uh, to be honest, I think you're going back and forth between Olivia Coleman and Amanda Seyfried. Um. But because Olivia Coleman yeah. won Best Actress a couple of years ago, I'm always playing the politic end. They might give it to Amanda Seyfried because she's excellent you, I, in Mank. But I, but I agree with you that uh, those are the top two. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the top two. And right now, if I if you had to if you put my feet to the fire, I'd probably go Amanda Seyfried for Mank. Although you never know how they're going to vote. But it is between those two. There's no. There is, there's no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, film editing, oh, which, well, I mean, it does have very good film editing because of the different cuts, the way it's done, where it's he's talking to his daughter, and then you know the next shot, it's somebody else playing the daughter, and it's done very seamlessly. It's done very well. So I, I you know, film editing, what's that up against? Let's find out. So you've got the father for film editing. You have Nomadland. You have Promising Young Woman. You have Sound of Metal. And The Trial of the Chicago 7. I'd probably go Chicago 7. Just because it's a courtroom drama and you really need to keep that snare drum tight. You know, if you want the pacing to be proper for something and, like that. And, and it is good. The pacing in that is does work. Yeah. Yeah. So, but to be honest... You might be going The Father, Promising Young Woman, and Chicago 7. I think those are your three, and mm-hmm. I'd be leaning towards Chicago 7. 
Having seen The Father and Promising Young Woman, I'd probably go The Father next. And Promising right. Young Woman third. That's what I would guess. I, I got no arguments with that. All right. And then Best Achievement in Production Design. What's that uh, up against? Production up against Design. Ma Rainey's. Black Bank. Bottom. You know, it's just period piece. That's, yeah. you know, that you, you really feel like, you know, the the underground um, jazz and music performances that they have in that and the you know the, the, just the production put into making you feel like it's mm-hmm. I think it's 30s or 40s that that is that time period I think this this is another one though that could go to mank it probably because, is because it, it's an ex- exemplification of set design production design considering well and also what because it's mimicking exactly you know. citizen Kane um tenant it's another it's an honor to be nominated <laughs> nomination uh although the set design in that film i still haven't seen it looks amazing um but yeah it's probably going to go to mank i can guarantee you it goes to mank because 99 percent of this film takes place in his flat uh-huh. if you really think about it his flat very briefly um couple of outdoor shots uh-huh. and his hospital room and that's kind of it there's the mansion shots there's more than you think the, you, the you majority is think. the flat though Nah, not really uh nah. no yes no the major dude come on not majority no like 90 percent of the, the film takes a place in the flat no i watched it today like 90, 90%, an hour ago i finished watching 90 percent of mank does not take place no i'm talking about the father Oh, the father. Oh no, the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we're on the same page. No, Mank is that Mank is uh, is all over the place. You switch from Mank to back to the father so quickly, I didn't even catch it. <laughs> well, when I said flat, but although I don't know. Anyway, yes, no. The, the the father mostly takes place in the flat. That's why I think the production for that it's good, but there's less to do. <laughs> It takes place nearly in one spot. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas in Mank, it's uh, it's it's all over the place. And then the New York or uh, the New York shots and the California shots, where it just it looks like it's 1930s, you know, 1940s, um, you know, era. It does a really good job. So I think it goes to Mank. All right, what else? And oh, of That's course, it. best picture. Best picture, and oh, it, that, that, okay, and obviously it's up against Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago Seven. Do I think this wins Best Picture? No, I don't. No. Did I like it quite a bit? But yes, I did. But I think it would have been one of the final five. Absolutely, would have been one of the final five. Did not get a nomination for its director, though. So you know how I feel about that. This this could be one of those films that might have made the final five without a best director, which is very, very rare, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, my whole theory, in case anyone is, is interested, is your best director usually matches your best picture. No, they are interested. Don't worry. <laughs> So, all right, all right, all right. No need to throw stuff around. All right. So, I mean, and it's also 
aside from Promising Young Woman, which we will review next, it's the highest rated film, uh, rated film of all the Oscars. Mm-hmm. It's sitting at 8.3, which I feel is very deserved. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd almost go nine on this. Like, I could be talked into a nine because Anthony Hopkins' performance is that good. But I would not be... I wouldn't fight an eight. Let's put it that way. I, I feel an eight is, is reasonable. Then I'm, I'm okay with an eight. I, I really feel an eight is, is... This is a very, very good film. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... And done. And Promising Young Woman is actually at 7.5. We'll get into that next. And we'll talk about why it's 7.5 and why it probably should be higher. So. All right. So I guess we're done with this one. Yeah. Who under 18 is watching this movie? Come on. Well. I don't know. Oddly enough. um, Under 18... There are 59 rank ratings uh, uh, for The Father. All right? Uh-huh. 48 of them are male. Only seven were female. Oh. Under 18. Yeah. Uh, who knows why you get the reviews like you do. It's like maybe someone is... Well, that's a, that's a, that's a vast shift. I mean, you know... It is. I mean, maybe somebody I... is heading into... The... I don't know that profession, and they I, it's I, like figured this is a good way to. Oh, I, or maybe profession? it's like, oh, what? I've seen the stage play. Which profession, Be- the caretaker or being old? <laughs> Under eighteen? Uh, yeah, no, it, it would be. Yeah, that's uh, what I want to do in my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's like maybe I should watch this to see if I watch. really do want to do this with my life. No. Do what? <laughs> Take care of somebody. No, it, it, it's. Not a huge part of the movie. No, it really isn't. Uh, all right, I'm good with an eight. Let's go ahead. And yeah. end, let's go ahead and end this, and uh, we'll move on to the next episode. I think it's a good idea. I think so. Wow, record time on this episode. Banging it out. Banging them out. All right, everybody. Uh, MovieSucktastic.com. Go there. Listen to our shows. Download the shows. Uh, you can get the uh, Android app for your phone. You can go to moviesucktastic.com slash mst.apk and you can get that on your phone. Uh, or you can go out and you get your favorite podcast player. Just do a search for, search for us in that and subscribe. It's that easy. And then you have a podcast player for other cool podcasts too. It's not just for us. It's for everyone. Enjoy. You can go to our uh, iTunes page and uh, you can download the show or listen to it there as well. You can also leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. If you want to leave us an email, it's themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. And just do a search for moviesucktastic in your favorite browser. And uh, you'll find us for sure. you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? Yeah, wear a fucking mask. <laughs> That's a good plan. I like that one. Because we're never getting back to normal. But if you wear a mask... Not if everybody doesn't wear a fucking mask. Well, COVID's never going away, dude. But if you wear a fucking mask... Never never say never. Never say never. This is true. But if you wear a mask, it'll go away enough. That's what I just said. Yeah. Basically. Well, no, it's never going away. We're we're, we're probably wearing masks for another year. 
we could be done wearing masks let's put it that way but whatever let's see where you went with this now now look what we're doing you're the one rambling i, don't know. I am rambling all right everybody we'll talk to you we'll talk to you next time bye bye bye